yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're just going to talk about Camogie now that we have you in and obviously the championship got underway at the weekend. Uh, they had a good showcase on Sunday game as well and Kilkenny looked still the team to beat. They had a very comprehensive win over Waterford. Were you impressed with them? Yeah, like I mean, it's it's very early at the moment but I suppose they're coming back of a National League win now and I think, you know, from Waterford's point of view, they'll be looking for, for positives to take from that game. One of them that stood out for me, obviously, Beth Carton, she was the player of the, the National League, which is brilliant to see Waterford. They weren't in the National League final but she was voted the player of the league. She got most of their scores, which is great for her, but not necessarily great for Waterford. But they did hold Kilkenny scoreless for the first half of the second half, which, you know, if you're looking for positives to build for championship, that for Waterford is great. But Kilkenny, they looked very, very comfortable in Walsh Park. They looked like they're getting, they're starting to get some players back that were out injured now as well in the league. I think they had eight players from the All-Ireland winning team that were actually injured um, in the league. So, you know, if you look at that, then they'll be happy enough for where they were. High scoring as well. All their six forwards scored. One or two of the midfielders pitched in as well. And I suppose they're looking ahead now to the, the next few weeks preparation and they'll be about building things up because what you don't want with the likes of Kilkenny is everybody talking about, oh, they did the double last year, they're going to do the double this year because, you know, you don't win All-Ireland titles in, in early June. So I think it's about them building and like, I suppose like Dave was saying, the new players now, like, you know, get, giving them their little bit of a chance when they can and making sure that when the crunch time comes then towards the, the quarterfinals that they're ready. And there's been some other surprise results, obviously Limerick winning the Munster Championship and Cork mm. being defeated, like, but Cork obviously bounced back at a win yesterday. Are they still maybe primed as the best challengers for Kenny? Yeah, I suppose the surprise over the weekend would have been awfully beating Limerick just because Limerick surprised people and, and beat Cork in the Munster final. Now, I suppose it was a big thing for Limerick at the time. It was their first senior title. But I mean, awfully, it didn't really surprise me that awfully put it up to them. They ran um, Kilkenny really close in the Leinster final. And I think, you know, they're a team, they were in the quarterfinals last year and they're constantly building all the time. It was a great game, really high scoring, which is what, what you want to see, particularly when it is showcased in television because any bit of coverage you want, you know, to even have highlights of a high scoring game is really positive. Like Cork and Tip, it's like uh, Kerry and Cork in the football the two sets of jerseys always bring out the best in each other. Um, Cork really, I think, were making a statement of intent, really, because after losing the Munster final and after losing the league final, they came out and with a gale force wind, they were still, against a gale force wind at half time, they were still ahead of Tipperary. Now, Tipperary would have lost the likes of Sarah Friday. She's gone away. I think she's coming back towards the end of the summer. Would have been a loss to them. But Cork ploughed on. And again, they have injuries now that are coming back. And, you know, I'm, I'm imagining once they get fit, they're going to also, you know, be a stronghold for, for the Cork lineup. And, 
you know, it's about pacing themselves now. It's a long summer ahead, you know. Anna, Rena's only playing Camogie this year, yeah? Yeah, I mean, Rena Buckley, I mean, 16 all our medals. And, like, you're talking about statues being made for David. They should have statues <laughs> for Breach Gorky and, and Rena and Cork. But like that, I suppose, you know, Rena's got her own practice physiotherapist and she's back in college, up and down commuting from UCD. And, I mean, even to commit to one senior inter-county team is tough enough not to mind to be the captain of that team and I think you know Rena would be the type of person like most players she's very high achiever and I think she's doing she wants to give it everything and I suppose sometimes life gets in the way and you have to make the call now she's not retiring she's just said that she's going to review at the end of the year Bridge Corkery is the same Bridge hasn't featured in either the league um, for the ladies footballers or the Camogie Kay Kelly is actually the same in the Camogie for Wexford she hasn't featured yet for Wexford so it'll be interesting to see how it goes I have to mention actually David Herity because David um had his first, uh, he was the manager of the Dublin team for the first time in the championship. And I suppose their league campaign didn't go according to plan. They beat Wexford, but, you know, apart from that, it wasn't really bearing much fruit. But they beat Clare, like they were six points down, with 20 minutes to get, go and they came back for a win. The only thing for them is they're playing Galway now next and that, you know, Galway will be one of the strong contenders for the All-Ireland. So it's going to be a tough game for them. But Yeah, is there anyone that could come out of the pack and maybe do well? I know Limerick, obviously, with that Munster title win, but that big setback over the weekend, maybe Offaly who beat them. Any any kind of surprise packages? Yeah, I think Offaly, are, uh, you know, they would have been the surprise of the weekend with, with that win. But I think it, it's very early to tell. I mean, there is a lot of games that need to go ahead. And, you know, like we all see it here with hurling football, injuries can have a major bearing particularly when the matches come thick and fast now next weekend a lot of the players actually aren't out like you know it's it's more Dublin and Galway I think and Clare and Waterford are actually out next weekend as well so teams have that chance I suppose after the first round because you know like Michael said earlier you're gearing for that you know you're weeks and weeks and weeks gearing for the first round championship now that it's over you know you can nearly breathe a sigh of relief and, and actually regroup and see okay well, where do we need to go now but yeah. it, you know, oh, sorry. It, Just aware in the commitment levels, you mentioned there that you know, obviously, some of the court girls had to you know choose between yeah. codes. Like maybe for fans, you wouldn't have an idea of the amount of hours they've put in, like playing inter-county camogie or football. Could you give us an idea of that. Yeah, I mean, for me, even when I was, I played twelve years with with the Cork team, and you know, it becomes your life, and everything else revolves around it. You know, that's why I said it was like, you know, you, you Cork where you are. Like I lived in Cork to make sure I was there for training. You know, your work it was, you know, I had to make sure that the hours suited training, friends and family was like, you know, they knew not to really bother you between June and September, and like you're doing something every day, whether you're training collectively, whether you're in the gym, strength and conditioning, maybe it's physio, you know, whether you're in in the the pool trying to do a recovery session, everything revolves around you know the game at the weekend you know how you eat how you sleep the hydration levels you're always conscious of that and I think mentally as much as physically now you're you're attached to the game too and I think for players because you know there's such a, a pressure and an expectation and there's always someone on the sideline waiting you know a younger player waiting to go in you do have to make sure that you can give it everything while you're there and do you enjoy your life better now that you've stepped away? Do you miss the competitiveness? God, somebody actually... Gone mad, <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to see you during the respect handshake last year. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe I'd be repeat a coma there. You know? <laughs> no, but I think, you know what? It's funny. This time of year, I always get that little bit of a pull in the heartstrings because for me, the challenge and anticipation of championship brings something. You know, it, it's what the GA is all about. Nobody knows who it's, who it's going to be. There's no name on the cup. So... You know, it doesn't matter if you have a favourites tag or an underdog's tag, you can always go out and, and, you know, either have that surprise victory or a surprise loss. But, I mean, it does demand everything of your time. And now that I'm in Dublin, I even 
commuting for cloak training, you know, it, it, it's a hard graft. It's probably more stressful working with Davy on Ireland's fittest families anyway, I'd imagine. <laughs> well, I've heard him roar at his loudest anyway, so I'm sure he was roaring in the box at the weekend as well. I'm waiting could, for video footage to come out of what happened Quadruple glazed glass, yeah, you'd say. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, there's a probative film of the JFK assassination, like we just need to get our hands on the footage. <laughs> box go. office oh, stuff. Oh, big time. <laughs> Literally.